Thank you for tuning in. You are listening to Digital at the Last Mile, a UNCDF podcast and a sister podcast to the Capital Musings podcast. In this episode, we take you to Nepal. Remittances are a lifeline for Nepali. Millions depend on money sent by Nepali migrants living abroad for their livelihood. Among the South Asian countries, Nepal ranks fourth among the biggest beneficiaries of remittances. In fact, in 2022, Nepali living abroad sent a record high of $8.5 billion in remittances, surpassing the pre-pandemic levels. Since the COVID and the various measures that favored international digital remittances, the value of remittances steadily increased in Nepal. The measures have made it easier for migrants to send money home and for the recipients to receive remittances via mobile phones. While digital transfers have become common among senders, most recipients, especially women, still receive their transfers from agents in hard cash. Nepali women have been very slow in adopting the digital alternative. At UNCDF, we are partnering with IME Pay, a money transfer company in Nepal, to solve this challenge. I'm your host, Karima Wardak, a knowledge management and communications lead for UNCDF. Stay tuned for more on this story. Nachari janus hemera prana akeli malai manaku banma nanipne gari biraha jalai nanipne gari biraha jalai. This poem is called Muna Madan, a well-known poem among the Nepali. It was written by Lakshmi Prasad Devkota in 1936. The poem is about a man who migrates to look for a better life for his family, despite his wife's disapproval. One of the unfortunate consequences of his pursuit is the death of his wife. She dies of a broken heart after receiving false news of her husband's death. Iswar Taile Rachira Feri Kasari Bigaris, Srisriku Fula Rachira Testo Kasari Lotaris, Tofula Hare Malaidi Kasari Pataris. Migration is not a coveted option for many people, but is the only option for many in Nepal, looking to afford basic needs for their families. Therefore, innovations that make it easier and faster to send money back home are a welcome break from the hardships that come with migration. The slowdown in the economic growth in Nepal in the last 10 years has forced many Nepali to migrate to earn a living. On average, 1,200 Nepali leave their country every day for jobs in the Gulf countries. Every year, Nepali migrants send huge amounts of money back home, and women are the main recipients of these remittances. Amit Gurung, UNCDF's Senior Financial Sector Specialist for this project, can explain more about the flows of remittances to Nepal during and after the pandemic. What has been demonstrated in the case of Nepal is that the remittances did not fall as was expected. In fact, in these years, Nepal inward remittances have been the highest than they have been over the last 20 years. And one of the reasons could be the fact that there are a very, very large number of uh, Nepalese workers 
who not only move between Nepal and the destination country on a two-year contract, but have been working in the destination countries for decades. The nature of employment that they have wasn't the one that was affected by the pandemic or due to the lockdowns. And remittances from those Nepalese citizens have continued to pour in the country. One of the initiatives that has been taken by the government of Nepal to promote the use of formal channels has been to make the process of migration as transparent and as easy as possible for the workers. The act that governs the migration process in Nepal has been updated to reflect the realities on ground. There are multiple elements including verification of data, of identity, of migrant workers that has been introduced into the system. There is a set of policies in place to govern the foreign employment agencies to make sure that they are following the laid down process, that they are making sure that the well-being of the workers in the overseas countries is well taken care of. In addition to this, the government has also introduced incentives for foreign workers who send money into a bank account. So that is, uh, again, I think a very, very important step. The introduction of the life insurance policy for the migrant workers and there are other opportunities to offer non-life protection to the workers as well as their families. So all of these initiatives taken together provide an environment where the workers feel more comfortable migrating. And because the cost that they incur in the migration process is not as high, as it would be if the process was informal and opaque, they tend to form an opinion about using formal channels once they are in the destination country and they start you know, remitting money. IMEPay, a money transfer service in Nepal, is one of the companies that integrated an international digital money transfer service as one of their products. IMEPay is part of the IME group of companies. Suman Pokrel, Senior Vice President at IME Group Nepal, says this new product is proving to be effortless and beneficial to the remittance recipients. As he shares the origin of the company, he recounts the challenges the founders faced when they started the company. The founders of this company, they were working in a bank 25 years back. While working in a bank, they found an opportunity in a trading business. And in due course of doing that trading business, they went to foreign country. That time, people were just started to visit Malaysia, Japan and other countries for foreign employment. At that time, there was no proper channel mechanism to send money back home. People were sending money through a very traditional model where they used to send check. Basically, it used to take more than one month to get the money by the recipient. So they started this unconventional remittance system where people were sending money through a web-based system. And their recipient at uh, Nepal, they used to get money immediately. At that time, this informal channels, we call it Hundi. So those people were very strong. And when he started this formal remittance, he used to get a you know, life-threatening threats from those people because it was a big bricks for their business. So they tried to persuade him not to do this kind of business. It's been uh, more than 20 years that IME started this remittance business and still IME is a leading remittance company in Nepal. But now we are moving into digitizing this financial services and payment industry. For that matter, we set up this IMEP six years back. It's a mobile wallet-based business model where people can get the remittance in the wallet. In that wallet, they can also earn interest. They can get a card. And moreover, they can also do a lot of payment services. After the first release of the IME mobile wallet called IMEP, our team came in to support and refine the mobile wallet. The purpose was to encourage remittance recipients, especially women, to use it by offering other financial services. The research and analysis carried out as part of this collaboration 
revealed that women comprise only 22% of the total customers who receive money via mobile phones. This means women are slower than men in using mobile phones to receive remittances. Uloma Ogba is a gender lead at UNCDF and tells us about the findings of the research. So through the partnership with IME in Nepal, UNCDF has conducted an analysis of both their customer and transaction data to allow us to better see the trends in the data, to understand who has access, how much they're transacting, and how frequently. And in addition to that, UNCDF also surveyed and interviewed up to a thousand customers in Nepal, 50% of whom were women, to delve deeper into the access and usage opportunities and challenges. We can see that while 70% of remittance recipients in Nepal are women between the ages of 20 to 39, the majority of them are still using cash channels to receive remittances. And this is because their access to digital remittances is hindered by both financial and digital divides. So account ownership in Nepal remains low for women. It's at about 50%, while for men, it's above 60%. And in Nepal, we're also seeing that women tend to have lower levels of financial literacy, meaning that they might have difficulty understanding how to use the digital remittances apps or their level of financial literacy and understanding why they should use a digital app as opposed to using cash or cashing out at an agent whom they know and trust. And we see that all of this has impacted women's um, level of access and usage of digital remittances. And further, we're also seeing that there is an impact of deep-seated social norms that further limit women's financial autonomy and decision-making in the household. So even where women are the recipients of um, remittances, often they're not the ones deciding on how those remittances are used or through what channels the remittances can be received. Suman Pokrel talks about the challenge they face onboarding customers, especially women, and how they are working towards a system that is gender sensitive. The majority of our customers are especially recipient, they are women. We want to you know, address their whole financial need. That's why we, we moved into this uh, digital business and you know, a wallet business where we can do financial literacy, financial inclusion, or you know, we can also provide some sort of access to finance where they can not only receive the money, they can deposit the funds at the same time, they can open the account at the same time, they can earn interest, they can also invest in other bonds or capital market if they really want. They can borrow a small amount of money, loans. So we are trying to introduce uh, this lending facility for the remittance recipient household so that we'll be launching very soon. Now we are going directly with all the facilities in the single platform. So that transition is very difficult. First, they have to have a trust on this whole ecosystem. We are trying to uh, have a lot of activities where we can make them aware of digital and financial services. Onboarding is really challenging and uh, making them understand the whole ecosystem is not, is, as I said, it's really challenging. But we are doing it, we are putting all our resources because we have our own province uh, office across the country. We have our staff in the field and we have more than 35,000 uh, Asian networks which we are using to make them understand this whole ecosystem. The UNCDF research team interviewed women who have adopted the digital option, like Shanti Biswarkama, who is 70 years old and who recalls the difficulty she had before she adopted the IME wallet. Before, it was a hassle receiving money directly from the bank. 
a lot of times there would be the issue of the name, number or signature not matching. So I had to return home and come back the next day to verify again. Today, no matter if I am sick or need the money urgently, I can get it right then and there, very easily. There is no chance of a mistake. And I don't have to stay in a long queue. Here is Sunita Thapa from Kathmandu. She also shares how going digital helped her during the COVID lockdown. Earlier, I used to collect the remittance from the IME office. But then during the pandemic lockdown, I couldn't collect the money as everything was closed. So I called the hotline number where they informed me that I could get the money online by downloading the IME app on my phone. Since the lockdown, I have been receiving remittances on my phone. This app has made everything super easy. If I'm in need of cash, I transfer the amount back to my bank account, but then I hardly use cash. I use this app for all sorts of payments, including bills, mobile recharge, and everything. These women also participated in a research carried out by our team. Oloma Ogba goes on to explain. Well, what we saw from the research was that um, women, because of their limited awareness, low digital and financial literacy, and lack of trust, tended to prefer um, going to an agent or conducting cash payouts um, to receive their remittances. But the the truth is that doing so often increases the cost of, of the remittance transaction because a lot of these women have to travel far distances um, and these agents are also adding on commission fees, um, meaning that a customer, in this case a woman, would have to pay more to be able to cash out the remittances. And so one of the big advantages that we see, especially in a place like Nepal, for women to go digital is the cash savings or the opportunity to use a more cost-effective digital alternative to cash out. So in the case of IME, we see that IME has integrated their international remittance service, a service that women were already using with their domestic mobile wallet services. And what we've seen is that this lowered the barrier to entry as it helped women overcome the digital divide. So going digital allows women to reap the benefits of a more cost-effective alternative to receiving remittances, and also in doing so can link them to a suite of other financial and non-financial services such as savings, credit, insurance, and pensions that could contribute to improving their financial health. IME Pay has already begun using the research and insights generated through this partnership with UNCDF to improve its international mobile wallet. Amit Guru tells us more. So as part of this partnership, we've really emphasized the need and the value of leveraging the power of data. And we do this primarily with the objective of supporting decision-making that is aimed at inclusive innovation. We believe in combining qualitative as well as quantitative approaches towards research We have not only worked with IME to analyze data from past emittance transactions, but we've also supplemented it with phone surveys to better understand the barriers that often lead to low adoption of digital remittances. And a specific focus uh, has been the women customers in uh, Madhesh, Karnali, and uh, Sudhir Pashchik. One of the key improvements that we have supported our partner introduce is the introduction of the Nepalese language option from within the app. Now, this expands the potential of the app by reaching out to a much larger population in the Nepalese market of potential users. 
While we continue to work with our partner on improving the digital experience, we believe it is important not to forget the physical agent networks uh, that play an important role in inward remittances. We believe improving their efficiency can often lead to a very, very positive experience uh, for the end customers. And this gradually encourages customers to adopt digital modes much more easily. So keeping this in view, we've been working with IME to implement an inclusive digital scoring model. What this particular model does is that it empowers the IME team to identify agents that can be incentivized, whose performance can be improved. So it essentially allows IME to look at the entire agent universe you know, within their ecosystem and drive towards its uh, productivity and efficiency. More research and analysis continue to be done to promote the use of international digital remittances that women need in Nepal and many other countries in Asia, Africa and the Pacific. That's all for this episode. Thanks for listening. I have been your host, Karima Wardek, in Knowledge Management and Communications Leads for UNCDF in Africa, Asia and the Pacific. Special thanks to the producers, Wairi Mukitahi and Pallavi Dakao. We would also like to thank Amit Gurung, Julie Kamo, Andrea Petkovic for assisting in this production. And as always, thanks to all our interviewees. You've been listening to Digital at the Last Mile, a UNCDF podcast and a sister podcast to Capital Musings podcast. Mm-hmm.